0: Yeah. Somoco ay en Bananga. I'm <explosBLE> so ensemble, Lève la voix.
1: Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Share the link and let someone know we are online. And Before we proceed, I'm going to take that song one more time and let's just reflect on that song and open our hearts in worship to God. Just adore Him this morning is Yahweh. Alright, everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, say, Lord, I thank you for your mercies. Lord, I thank you for your kindness. Say, Lord, I thank you for your love over my life and my family. Thank you for another beautiful day. Go ahead, let's give God praise right now. Father we thank you. Father we're you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise Lord. We give you praise Lord. We give you praise Lord. the We give you praise Lord. Thank you precious Father. Thank you precious Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You are Yahweh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, say this morning, I ask that your mercy. Be released over my life and my family. Say so this morning, show me mercy, show my family mercy. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Show me mercy. Show my family mercy this morning. Your mercy, Lord, your mercy, Lord. Your mercy, my Father. Your mercy, my Father. In the name of Jesus. Everyone say, Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, Lord, I ask that you open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your word. I receive understanding. I receive understanding. In the name of Jesus, go ahead, let's tell him. Open our hearts to your word, O God. Open our heart to your word. Open our heart to your word. We receive sound understanding. We receive sound knowledge by your spirit. We receive sound information by your spirit. Oh Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name of prayer. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't thank you enough. You are God up by yourself. You are God up by yourself. Yet, Lord, you loved us even while we were yet sinners. Thank you for being merciful again and again. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your hand upon us. Lord, this morning, I ask that you open our hearts. Fill us, Lord, via your word. Establish us, increase us. Give us inheritance by the word. Let your blessing that make it reach and add no sorrow. Let it come upon us. Father, help us to become more like Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright. Um, I want to touch on something. Very important we talk about this morning, and I'm sure it's going to be an eye-opener and a blessing to us. I'll try not to um, sound very complicated in trying to be deep. I try and make it simple so that everyone can comprehend, but if actually you pay good attention, it's going to help every one of us. How to receive a miracle how to receive a miracle how to receive a miracle is there anyone here that needs a miracle is there anyone here that needs a miracle all right all right i can see some persons there who need a miracle Okay, so what is a miracle? A miracle is a supernatural intervention of divinity upon the affairs of men. A miracle is an event caused by heaven to in- to change the situations on earth. All right, I'm going to leave that definition there. But now, listen, if you need a miracle today, there are things you must understand. That miracle is not just um, a hit and run thing. It just pops up. Oh, God, I need a miracle. God will do it. Mm. No. You can tap into miracles God does not just decide sometimes to do miracles. Listen, let us get back to our Bible. We're going to get a new understanding of what God wants for us and who God is. God does not just decide sometimes to do miracles and some other times he said, no, 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 I'm not in the mood. No, he wants to do with always he wants to do it always. He's ready to do miracle every time. All right? But you must understand one thing that in receiving the miracle, you are not just a spectator, you are an active participant in making the miracle happen. If you did a miracle in your life, you must get off that bed, get off that couch. Get off that pity party that you have thrown for yourself and get involved and receive the miracle that you are believing God for. Now, I'm going to give us a scripture that's going to help us. Give me, let's get into the Bible a bit. 1 Corinthians 12. We'll start from verse 7 so that we can get a clear. Understanding seven to ten is going to be fine. First Corinthians twelve, from verse seven to ten. Oh yeah, All right, everyone, please be beware, be attentive and follow the scriptures. It's about the spirits. Sorry, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit wither. So he's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All right? The gifts of the Holy Spirit. He said the reason why God gave them is for the profit of every man. All right? Prophecy is for profit. And whatever is for... I'm not talking about financial profit. It's not a business. We're talking about is the benefit of the believer to change our lives to make us better. Okay, but if you read the first part, if you pay attention to what the first the first statement there is about the manifestation of the spirit, so the spirit does not just come to manifest itself, somebody has to manifest the spirit. Everybody likes prophecy, but everybody cannot hear God. Somebody has to be able to tap into what it takes. To bring the voice of God, to bring the mind of God on the scene. Somebody has to tap into it. You get it? All right. Now let's read on. Verse 8. For to one is given. So these gifts or these manifestations, the Bible said is for a prophet. He said he shares it to people. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. I'm I'm going to stop here because this concerns what we are talking about. To another, the working of miracles. Now, can somebody tell me what you noticed that is different in miracles than every other gift? Is there anything you noticed? Yes or no? Let's make it quick. Okay. Madame Angela said working. All right. Who else? Miracles are worked. All right. Who else? I assume that's all. Something has to be applied. All right. So now, everybody loves to have a miracle, but we don't. Under- we don't want to understand how miracles are, are have happened. Like everybody will love to eat, but nobody wants to get to the kitchen to know what's going on. Like they said, they are right. The difference in when miracles and all the gifts is that miracles are worked. Miracles don't just happen out of the thin air. no, miracles are worked out. And this brings me back to verse seven. I was trying to explain. It's about the manifestation of the spirit. The spirit does not manifest itself. Somebody must be able to create an atmosphere to allow the spirit to function through him, through her, in a place. So if we are not willing to do the work that comes along with the miraculous, then we are not ready for a miracle. Now let's do this. Let's take some scriptures where We've seen miracles in the Bible. And let's actually find out, is it true that there are works to be done or miracles just happen like that? Okay, let's start from the Old Testament. Get me 2 Kings. I'm going to take just two, and I want everyone to give me an example of a place where you remember miracle was done in the Bible. Can will take two from Old Testament. Maybe two from New Testament, or just one. All right, let's go to Second Kings chapter four, from verse one. Second Kings four, from verse one, one to seven. Now there cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. Now, so before in this state, when you read Bible, you want to get results. Sometimes try to see yourself, see your situation in that scripture. So don't think you are alone. Oh, God does not understand. The man of God does not understand. Your Bible understands. So God understands. Everything that was written in the Bible, if you look around it, there is a path for you. So if you're somebody who don't read your Bible, you will just think oh it's, it's all about just going to and coming and blah 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 blah. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. Now a certain now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that the, thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, The handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. All right, save a pot of oil. Where did I stop crying? Okay. that he said, "Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, and borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shall shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shall set aside that which is full." So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son bring me here a vessel and and he said unto her there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed then she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay thy debts and leave thou thy children of the rest. Okay, thank you. Now look at this. The woman at first was about taking a decision that would have hindered her miracle. Every time a miracle has happened in the Bible, every time a miracle has happened, it's a human effort to make it work. She came to the man of God. She was in debt. The natural thing everybody would expect. All right, Elijah being a mentor to the prophet that died, or a spiritual father whatsoever. Now this woman is a widow. Just give her money. In the community we live in, and that's what we we'll would say. She's a widow. All right, she's poor. She's in need. Let's give a widow money. Let's con- let the church contribute money for the widow. I think that should be the response of today's church, right? Somebody should talk to me. That should be our response. Let's give her money. She's in need. But can I say this to you? Can I say this to you? Can I say this to you? If you jump to become the solution to everybody, you will stop miracles from happening. Oh. Oh. If you jump to become a solution to everybody, you will stop miracles from happening, particularly in the area of meeting physical needs. If you are somebody who is sensitive, there are people God wouldn't allow you to help. Not because God doesn't want them to be helped, but He want to teach them faith. Number one, number two, He wants to do a miracle. God enjoys doing miracles. And sometimes, out of pity, out of emotion, we step into God's way from being able to carry out his miraculous power in the life of those around us. So there are a lot of us listening to me right now. You have killed your children's belief on faith because you have whatever they need. So whenever they cry, I'm not saying you should let them be stranded or whatever. But whenever they just cry, you've just put your hand in your bag or your pocket. Phew! You've handed it over. Sometimes let them pray about it. Let them pray for it. Not because you don't have it. Start teaching them spirituality. Don't let them feel scarcity, but let them understand that God is always a source. Oh, I want this. Or I go and, go and pray. Tell God that you want this. Oh, mom, don't you have it? Don't worry. Have you say I don't have it? Never let your children carry the mindset of we don't have it. Don't let them carry the mindset of scarcity, even if you don't have. But on the other hand, try to use everything around to teach them faith and spirituality so that you don't live to regret it tomorrow. We live in a world now where everybody is becoming almost stupid. People can just wake up and say there's no God. Somebody can wake up and say "I'm I'm not a man. You want to fill out some form online now. They will ask you how do you identify? Do you identify as him, she? Or him her, him, him, he, him, or she, she, her. It's very stupid. Are we, are we learning Chinese? Him, she. Or him him, him, he, or she, him, or not specified. What kind of stupid this thing? Start using everything around you to teach your children spirituality, faith, and the things of God. Don't sleep on it. If you don't do it, someone else is gonna do it for you. If you don't do it, someone else is gonna do it for you. So let everything around, everything you do for them, don't hand it on a silver of a platter. Don't do that. Everything you do for them, let it let it be something. Either you are pushing them back to learning the principles of life. You are pushing them back to learning maturity. You are pushing them back to learning the, the Christian and kingdom culture. You are pushing them back to learning faith. You are pushing them back to learning spirituality. You are pushing them back to learning how to respect others. I saw a post some time ago. I was so excited. I don't know why. I was so excited. What happened? A woman, a woman said she had the son. They were going um, to the mall. To get some things and while they we were going to the mud they saw the, the little boy he was the son that saw a little boy wearing um a rubber slippers and the son started laughing at the boy "Say, mama look at that boy Is wearing the rubber slippers what is that what is that it looks very floppy you was all kind of he was making on the slippers." the woman said she was pissed she screamed at the boy and she kept quiet and took him to the shop when she got to the shop He said she bought three rubber slippers. When she got home, took away all his sneakers and sandals, So he has to go to school with a rubber slipper. He had to go to church with a rubber slipper, and the other slipper had to wear at home. The boy cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And he told himself, I'm doing this because you have to learn how to respect other people. So when the boy now got used to the slipper, he was no more crying. He had to now bring back the sneaker. By then, he has now registered in his memory that you don't laugh at other people. So a lot of us have grown some way because nobody told you certain things. Some of us have grown some way because you don't want to you don't want to learn, you just, just want life to be what it should be. So use everything you have around to push them to that direction. So the scripture we just read, the woman was in debt, the husband was dead. So I'm sure coming to Elijah, Elijah the first thing, Elijah, rather, the first thing she would think of is a financial support. Is what I would even want to do. She's a widow. I don't know who taught us that every widow must suffer. I don't know who gave us that mindset. Once somebody is a widow, widow means husband died. That's what a widow is. The husband is dead. There are some people who their husband is not dead. They are living like widow. Husband is alive. But the man is as good as dead. There are some who are divorced. They are even worse than we. What are we saying? We just have that culture that, oh, once somebody is a widow, you are suffering. You are. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. So the first thing to think, oh, just a pitiable state. He's suffering. Oh, he's this, that, that. One of the richest family in Nigeria. One of the richest family in Nigeria. Their father, their father died long ago. One of the richest family in Nigeria. Their father died long ago. Politician that died years ago. They happen to be one of the. The mother has been the one running the family, running. There was an issue that happened um between them and another rich family uh, rich family and the woman made a comment and said no matter how poor my family becomes tomorrow see, so my family will not be as poor as dangote just think about that statement she said it. the husband has died over 20 years now she said it she said no matter how poor my family becomes today my family will not be as poor as dangote a lot of us could just say oh the man has kept a lot of money even if the man had kept in love, if there was nobody to manage the money by now, there would not be nothing. So let's take off that mindset. And how do we start? We started by allowing our women to be creative, not just housewives. Allow them to be creative. Wife, don't sit down in the house and not think. Don't allow your husband to shut you in one corner and you are not doing anything for yourself. If something happens to that man, you are gone. That's one of the crises we are facing today. Once the man goes, everybody now becomes handicapped. No matter how blessed the man is, no matter how much he can provide. If it is a business, if it's too rich, you don't want to stress. Start a, a, a what is it called, a mini mall, a supermarket. Start something. Um, um Laundry shop where you can employ staff. Just come and supervise and go. Um, beauty shop and whatever. Just start something. Grocery shop and whatever. Boutique. Don't sit down there in one corner and just... And as you start, you don't do it for fun. Be creative. Be creative. If anything happens, God forbid, if anything happens to that man, where do you stand? Some of the men are not even dead. They are not dead. The man just lost his job. The whole family becomes crippled. Just lost his job. Just lost his job. Everybody is now suffering. Why? Because there was nothing created already. You see, we we, we believers don't like to live on the maybes, what ifs. No, we don't like it. If I have to raise the question now, sir. What are you, What is your plan? What if you die? Ah, God forbid. God, we is I understand. I understand. But everybody will die. That's the reality. That's the reality on the ground. So we live in a, in a system, we live in a culture that when somebody dies, family have to go and take a loan for burial. Family died. somebody was talking to me, a young girl of just 24, they gave her almost 5,000 Ghana CDs to go and bring for the uh, father's, is it the father or even the grandfather? I can't remember. What is it? He said, that's our own share of the burial. I said, are they dashing you money? I say said, no, that's our own contribution. That they, What the heck is that? I think it's the grandfather. Somebody is dead at such age. Now you're bringing this girl who is just 25 to go and raise money. Her income. If you, if her income for three months can't even cover that money, why not carry the old man, put in the ground, and cover it, and everybody walk away? What are you doing? What are you celebrating? The man did not buy a land. Did Bible said a good man in inheritance for his children, children, not funeral debt. I don't know what we are doing. I don't know. But We've turned it to culture, particularly in Ghana. So what do we do? Let's be watching them and do what they have to do. Those, Those things are nonsense. They are nonsense. So the woman went to the prophet and said, my husband is dead, and he was owing, and he used the two sons as collateral. And those who he was owing are coming to take their sons. And the prophet asked a simple question. What do you have? in your house. And the woman gave a normal response every one of us would give. If I have something, will I be coming to you? I don't have anything. things I had until I'm sure by the Spirit of God, she it came to her senses that, hey, I have a pot of oil. I have a pot. Then, olive oil was a major business. Okay? At that time, the olive oil it was a very it was a very expensive product. If you get it, you sell it. You're going to make a lot of money. Till now, if you get the original olive oil, it's not the ones the bodies we buy and all of that. The original olive oil has a lot of things it does for healing for, and all that things, particularly for health, particularly for health. So. The woman, remember, I have a pot of oil. Said, all right, get the pot of oil, go home, take this, do this, and give her instructions. And as she went back and began to take out the steps, a miracle happened. Now, I'm going to take one more. And everybody just help me, throw me examples of um, miracles in the Bible. John chapter 2, John chapter 2, one of my most favorite scriptures. John chapter 2, we take from verse 1. And... Down to ten. John two one to ten. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called, and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus came unto him. They have no, and said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servant, Whatsoever he said unto you, do it. And there were set the there were set the six water pots of stones after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fikings apiece. Jesus said Said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, bear unto the governor of the feast, and bear <clears throat> it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servant which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said, unto him every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine and when the men have well drunk then that which is worse but now thou has kept the good wine until now if you read down if you read down you take in verse 11 the bible said this beginning of miracles did jesus in cadah of galilee so we see that they did that wine and it has to be by an instruction they had to do something so they got a pot of water they got it feel it they filled it draw out of it sometimes the miracle the miraculous might just require that you don't pray you just need to be smart to understand what to do by the spirit and take instructions I've heard people who called in sick. And what happened? I can't walk. I can't move. And I said, Stand up. The pastor said, I can't walk. I I said, Stand. And the moment they take that step, boom, I'm fine now. I feel better. You must understand the place of faith in the place of miracle. It doesn't just happen. You must be a contributor. All right. So give me examples of. Places in the Bible where Jesus where there was miracle, old or new testament. Jesus fed the five thousand. This person doesn't want anybody to take his take his or her own number. For somebody we talk her own. He fed five thousand people with five loaves of bread and two fishes. Awesome. And if we remember the story very well, somebody had to bring, somebody had to bring the bread. Okay. There was a point of contact. That's another th- another angle you have to see it from. You want a physical miracle, particularly miracles of provision. There was always a point of contact. When Christ fed the 5,000, when he fed the 4,000, there was always a contact of provision. When Elijah, we just heard Elijah um, paying the woman's debt by a miracle, there was a contact of provision. Anytime you talk about a miracle, when it has to do with provision. Okay, so understand the different between miracles of healing and others. When it has to do with provision, you want money, you want food, you want there is always a point of contact. All right? We must get that. Okay. Jesus healing the lepers. Okay. So the lepers, he made the, he tell them to tell them to go that they have been made whole. And while they left, they were still the same. But when they left with that faith that they were made whole, they got healed. And they came back. So they took a step. There was something they did. They have to believe that they were healed, even though they still felt the symptom. Listen, the symptom is not the absence of healing. The symptom you are having pain, you were prayed for, and the pain is still there. It's not the absence that you are healed. The devil can give you a lie. The devil can want to hold that on to see if actually you can hold on to what you have received. So a lot of us try to wait for what has been done, all right? Or what will be done, not what we have received. What you have received is not what is done. So you're having a pain on your body, and I said you are healed. God, I should tell you, you are healed in Jesus' name. You should receive that word and superimpose that word on that situation on your body. Not waiting for the situation to decide if the word is true or not. No, that's not how it works. Receive the word, superimpose the word over that challenge on your body. Alright? Jesus healing the blind man with clay. Alright. Picking up a clay and putting spirit and putting it on the man's eye. It didn't make sense, but it was how the miracle, the miraculous became a reality. Next, where the prophet Elisha brought the Shunammite woman's back sons back to life. All right, so you saw he gave them a mantle that didn't work. He went there, lay on, on the boy himself. If it was you now, wait. You see, we have to actually read the Bible and ask ourselves some questions. If it was you now, if it was you, something is wrong with your child having high fever. You now invite me to come and pray. Maybe I now send one of my admins or I go and pray. I believe that God can use you. And they came. While they got there, they prayed. Something didn't happen. Next thing I came to your house and I laid down on your child. You will call police first. You will waste time. Fast. Take up your phone and call police. What the heck? Laying on the boy that is having high fever. You want to kill him. If I thought anything happened after that, I um, said, police, I have a report. It was this person that killed him he laid that on the child the child was breathing small 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 he laid on the child that was how the child died or it was you that had somebody who was blind and next thing i came i took mud took some clay off the floor put to. even if i rub my oil on the clay cry as long as it's clay. the next thing you will do is man this pastor is mad All right, that's 2 Kings chapter 7. The story of... Some people are not giving me anything. If you want a miracle, you should know examples of miracles in the Bible. The four, le, the four lepers who God used. So the prophecy was that there will be abundance in the city. All right? There will be abundance in the city in 24 hours. And these lepers, God used God used them to take a leap of faith. They made a leap of faith. And through them, the abundance that came into the city did not fall from heaven. All right? So when you are expecting a miracle from God, don't think it will fall from heaven. It won't. Miracle is around you. All right? Let me take three more. Three more. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into the fire. All right. They were unharmed. Why? They believed in God. They have faith in God. They could have started crying and say, oh, don't throw us in, this fire is too hot. They believed in God. But Hannah bettered somewhere. So another structure for that miracle was that Hannah had to made, make a vow, number one. Number two, Hannah had to change her countenance from crying to joy. And the, so she did something. She and Abednego stood on their feet. They did something turning water into wine all right the woman with the issue of blood she had to go and touch jesus in faith she had to go and touch jesus in faith she did something and according to the culture then if you are a woman you don't even touch a a man when you are in your flow not talk of touching a man of god so everything she did was wrong she should have been stoned to death according to the culture Yes, but at the end of the day her faith brought something into her life there are times you might break some rules just to get a miracle done the man at the gate of the beautiful all right they told him look on us and they held him and they pulled him up the man had to respond to what they did Dockers brought back to life Docker's old was that she already paid the price so she was dead now. She couldn't have been able to do anything to bring herself back to life. But she already, her goodwill was speaking for her, even at death. Dana and the, the lion's den, his obedience to God brought the miracle even while in the den. The healing Jesus did, okay, when Marcos' ear was cut, took the ear and pulled it back. So, there are a lot of examples of miracles in the Bible that happened. Even the birth of Jesus was a miracle. The birth of Jesus was a miracle. And how did the miracle all start? A woman woman took a decision. A woman agreed to partner with God. So, you want a miracle to happen in your life. You've got to be ready to do something. All right, so the first things, if you must receive a miracle, is instructions. Instructions. Stealing of the storm. Mark chapter 4, thank you. Mark 4, from verse 34. Jesus spoke to the storm and he stealed. All right, so if you want to to see a miracle, one of the first things, don't forget the scripture we read, our main test was taken from 1 Corinthians 12. And verse 10. He said miracles are worked. working of miracles. So there is a work to be done. Prophecy, you receive the gift. You understand the things you see and say it. Healing, you come and pray. And God does what he had to do. Um, wisdom by uh, knowledge and understanding and the spirit. You give wise counsel. Speaking in tongue, you receive baptism. And you speak in tongue interpretation. But this one, he said... That this one, this one, you've got to, uh, um, what is it called? Do something. Working of miracles. You've got to work it out. You've got to work it out. So what is that miracle you are in need of? You've got to be attentive in the spirit to find out what is the instruction needed for this
0: miracle. You've got to work it
1: out. I've had people who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And by the time I go into prayer, God said, tell this one to give a sacrifice. Sometimes God said, tell this one to um, just get a fruit, pray over the fruit. Sometimes say, this one, just lay hands. This one, tell this one to go do some vigil. Tell this one. So depend on whatever. Sometimes it's not even that I heard what God said. But by interacting with the person, I know, okay, what is going on? Hey, pastor, I've been eating in the dream. Somebody has been coming to sleep with me. I know that this one now is a demonic activity. So in this case, two things, a few things are involved. Number one, through the food and the intercourse, something has been left in the person's body. So the first thing we do is how do we remove it? It has to be by laying on of hands. If the person is fat, all right, book a one-on-one session how do i deal with it the next thing to do is okay some somebody have been sleeping with you all right vigil will be another solution because it happens in the night stay awake pray even if it is 30 minutes it neutralizes the atmosphere so i just understand the instructions that can make that thing
0: possible and by the person adhering to the instruction By the person adhering to that instruction,
1: it makes things possible, and results are worked out. All right. So you must adhere to the to instructions. It might not be somebody giving you instruction; it might be God telling you what to do. Listen, listen. Can I say this to us? Can I say this to us? Can I tell you? Can I give you this free counsel? Can I give you this free counsel? If you are not seeing constant miracles in your life, it's because of disobedience. If you are not seeing constant miracles in your life, it is because of disobedience. I'm telling you the truth. Disobedience. You must be able, number one, know what God wants. Some of you can't even try to discern you don't even want to discern. When you come to a crossroad, one of the easiest things to do is, Father, what do I do? This is what I do every time. Father, what's going on? What do I do? And if you understand what I'm saying, you will you have the understanding that sometimes there are things you don't even pray about. When you are in some, you are, you are in some battle, you are in some crisis, you will understand that sometimes you need to fight. Sometimes you need to run. God can just say run. When Jesus was born, Herald came looking for the child. God appeared to Joseph, Matthew chapter 2. Say, take up the child, run out of the city. That was God's means of doing a miracle at that time. But in other instances, God will say, "Go and fight." I've given you the power. I've given you. so you must, that God told you to fight yesterday does not mean you should fight today. You should understand what to do. So a lot of us keep missing this thing up. So the next thing we say is, "Ah, God failed. This thing does not work." Oh, yeah, I'm disappointed. No, you missed it. So why? Why is it a miracle? Why does it have to be worked? You must understand that God has given man dominion from Genesis. Dominion means you are in charge. Dominion means authority. Dominion means you are the one doing things. God is the one in control, but you are the one in charge at that moment. All right? You can't totally control the outcome because God has a role to play. But you are in charge. It's something you must do. You want to walk on the. You want to walk past the Red Sea. Then you must get your your rod and strike it upon the water. You don't just come to the Red Sea and start praying and expect the Red Sea to pass. And a lot of us don't want instruction, or we want instruction to our own comfort. We want instruction to our own comfort. If I ask how many of you want a miracle, everyone is going to say yes. This is not me hearing God for you. If God tells you directly what to do now, you won't. If God tells you directly what to do now, you won't. Some God can just tell you, pack out of your house. Ah, no. Me, ah, no. God can just tell you, relocate from the city where you are in. Ah, no, this hmm, this my neighbor is the one that does this for me. This one gives me food. I like this city. I don't like the one that God is telling me to go. If God tells you now, don't go out for the next seven days. Ah, well, Listen, we've got to know that God is not a fool. If God tells you don't go out for the next seven days, what is your first thinking? So what will my boss say? What will my hey, What will happen to my job? Do you think God is not aware that you have a boss and you have a job? He's aware. So if he gave you that instruction, then there is something bigger that he has in mind for you. But we start using our little mind. Our little mind. So tomorrow, oh God, where have you been? Stop that nonsense. He has not gone anywhere. He's been there. So instructions is the mother of miracles. Instruction is the mother of miracles. Instruction is the mother of miracle. You want to enjoy the miraculous? Stop joking with instructions. And I always ask us, what has God told you? This month now, we're in a new month. What has God told you for this month? This year, what has God told you? Okay, uh, Pastor, I don't know. I can't hear God. All right, God has given us a word for this month now. Joy and favor. Have you sat down with that word? Have you prayed about that word to understand what is your own path? It's not enough to receive the word for everybody. It's enough to receive it for yourself. What is my own part in this word? This prophetic word that has come. What is my own path? What do I need to do? You must be understanding and make inquiries. Take steps. I gave us an instruction just on Friday night. I know a lot of us have already forgotten. A lot of us have already forgotten. Pick a time of the day with the scriptures. Please admit that information should get back to the platform today. Pick a time of the day with the scriptures I've given and make a seven shout of joy. A seven shout of joy every day for the next seven days. You will discover that some will not even be able to keep to it for the next three days. Some will not be able to keep to it in the whole seven days. Some will do it out of understanding. Some will do it out of faith. So when the now comes, "Ah, this month has been hard to... This month has been hard to... I don't know why. One problem to another. One this to another. No. The problem is you, not the month. I remember clearly, I I don't like dragging it when it has to do with giving. I teach you, I leave you to your conscience. But one particular person, I for one funny reason I can't explain, from the old year, I started talking to her about first fruit. I was confused, like, what's going on? I've Up to three, four times, it dawned on me that there's something God is trying to communicate. I stopped, I have to keep quiet. Oh, Papa, ah, you know me That I said, okay. I kept quiet. It was about February, March that she called me that she lost a huge sum of money. I didn't even remember the issue of the first week. I've I've forgotten. It was about February or March. She called me. She lost a huge sum of money. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what happened? Let's, Let's look at, look at, look at. Let's pray. All I was to pray, God just flashed in my mind. See, that's why I told you to start telling her on time to do this. Let me save her from this. I'm like, oh, I see. Okay, no problem. The Lord is your strength. God will show you mercy. Don't try to be, you want to see miracles constantly in your life. Don't try to be wiser than God. It might be an instruction directly to you or came by prophecy. All right. It's up to you to have understanding. Number two, live a life of praise and worship. Live a life of praise and worship. You want to live in the miraculous? Live a life of praise and worship. If you read Psalm 34, verse 1, it said, For his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Don't forget, no matter the instruction, no matter the thing you do, the miraculous, it's a supernatural activity. So which means there must be spirits involved, which means divinity must be in approval. Divinity must be, and the only way to, one of the ways to get God down on the scene for you is praise and worship. A lot of us know how to pray. A lot of us know how to ask. You are good at giving. In fact, of us you are so good at giving that you don't have panic attacks in giving. No matter what the, the God tells you or you decide to give, you don't shake about it. But when it comes to thanksgiving, you don't know how to do it. Something is missing. Something is missing. Thanksgiving is the icing on the cake. When it comes to dealing with God, Thanksgiving is the icing on the cake. No matter the prayer you pray, please learn to do a lot of thanksgiving. No matter the giving you give, learn to do a lot of thanksgiving. So people think as long as, oh, I love God, and God is faithful to me. The blessing is flowing, so everything is fine. So I I don't need to... No, you need to worship and praise God. Put everything on the balance. God enjoys praise. The Bible said that he shall inhabit in the praise of his people. Act 1625, Paul and Silas receive a miracle in from deliverance from prison by praising God. By praising God. They got a miracle and they came out of prison. What is that prison you are in? Praises can get you out of it. That is why we have our praise shouts for the weak. God wants to do wonders in your life. But you've got to be part of making it happen. Some of you can't remember the last time you danced, even in church. Today is Sunday now. When there are dances, some of you are shy. Some say you don't know how to dance. You don't have to know how to dance to dance. If it is jumping, just jump. If it is jumping, just jump. And you see a lot of believers who are so pious and calm in church And you find them in the club on on, on Fridays, see them boogieing and dancing, and you'll be wondering, so what is wrong? And you'll tell that church is boring. It is you that is boring. It's not church. It is you that is boring. We'll talk about that issue another day. I made a post on my WhatsApp status, and somebody was asking me, so you mean a believer should not be going to club anymore? I said, so you were going before? He said, yes. I say a believer is not supposed to go to club in the first place. Don't talk of anymore. A believer shouldn't go in the first place. We're not talking about anymore. First of all, you shouldn't be there. And it's, it's amazing that a lot of believers don't even know these things. And they say they are Christians. Oh, there's just one small club. Uh, work. Is from work. They just have announced some club. Me, I didn't drink. Oh, I only went there. I, The Lord is your strength. Number three. Number three. You want to enjoy the miraculous. Please learn not to live in bitterness. Forgive, 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 forgive. Mark 11 25, 26. Mark 11, 25, 26. Please, consciously check your heart and always be sure that you are not holding grudges with anybody. Most of you have moved on, but you have not forgiven. A lot of you have actually moved on, but you have not actually forgiven. The offenses in your heart, offense of... Can I get that scripture? Mark 11, 26 the offense of 1991, the offense of 20 years ago, your ex-boyfriend, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, your boss, your friend, what they did to you, you are still offended. And he said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespass. So forgiveness is not a prayer point. All right? It's a principle to receiving mercy from God. Oh, Father, show me mercy. Show me mercy. No, Bible said it's not enough. There's a principle now. Forgive us our trespass as we forgive. Okay? let Let me make it simple for you. If... You stress on unforgiveness. You must also stress on receiving forgiveness. Somebody offended you, and they came to say they are sincerely sorry. And you know, but you are kind of person you don't easily let things go. It had to take you one year. I'll forgive you, but give me time. Some of you are like that. I'll forgive, I'll forgive. But you have to give me time. This thing pain me. Pay me to my bone. I don't even know how you knew that it got to your bone. Pay me to my bone. Ah, I didn't believe somebody like you can do that. Ah, he paid me. He paid me to my bone. Pay me. One month passed. Two months passed. Three months passed. Have you forgiven me? No, no, no. I can't just forgive you like that now. This thing is serious. I can't just forgive you like that. Six months passed. Are you forgiven me? Come. I told you, give me time. Give me time. This thing is... ah. If you, if you know where this thing got to me, tell it, you're on your way to hellfire, gradually, you are signing your way to hellfire. Now, look at what this thing will do to you. According to the scripture we just read, it said, How you forgive is how you will receive your own. So the day you too will need mercy, it's going to be the same process for you. Is that not where we read from? If we do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespass. And the Lord's Prayer said, Luke 11, forgive our trespass as we forgive us. The same way we did it to others. That is how God should do it to us. That is how God should allow men to do it to us. So one day, you are now coming to offending somebody who have now refused to forgive you for 10 years and you are angry. If it's me, I would have forgiven If it was you, it would have taken you one year. And you have done it to ten, 10 people different times. So your own has now been compressed to one, one demon now refused to forgive you. You want to see miracles? Learn to forgive. Stop living in anger and bitterness. Please. Stop living in anger and bitterness. A young lady said to me one time, said to me, only after we had the meeting on this platform, she said, Thank you for that teaching. Thank you. I didn't know the importance of forgiveness. said, so I've been angry with my father. I've not been talking to for years. So I've not been talking to my father. Because look at what he did. Look at what he did. Look at what... Listen, forgiveness does not benefit the person you forgive as much as it benefits you that forgive the person. Alright? You that forgive, you are the one that receives more benefit. Number one is that it helps your health. Number one, it helps your health. Your health. Unforgiveness, bitterness can affect your health. You can't be unforgiving and bitter and it won't show on your face. But but before it shows on your face, that means your emotion is reacting. By the time your emotion is reacting, there are organs in your body, there are things in your body that drives your emotion. Those things are being affected. Suddenly, before you know, you are having high blood pressure. Before you know, you are being diagnosed of one disease or the other. And demons easily take forgiveness. They, they easily use forgiveness to enter into your health. Most sicknesses, most sicknesses, most diseases are demon caused. And check most of them, investigate, you'll find unforgiveness. I'm, I'm not joking, I'm being sincere with you. Check them. Go through the serving high blood pressure and some other kind of... Check it. Check it. You'll find unforgiveness under it. A woman had cancer, was close to death and they have done everything, everything from stage 1 to nothing until a man of God came Say, said, God is telling me, okay cancer 2. A man of God came and said, God is saying I should tell you to forgive. She was like, "I'm not with anybody." She said, "No, God is saying that somebody you have to forgive." He said, "No, I'm fine." She said, "Okay." God said, "Your ex-husband." She said, "God forbid, I prefer to die." She so told me to forgive my ex-husband. I said, "You are already dying. You're already dying." So this is the reason why. And she was like, "So just holding him in my heart is enough to kill me." He said, "Yes, that's what is killing you." She bursted into tears. Listen, what the person did or what the people did, it's enough not to forgive them. But for your own health, why, why can't you be wise enough to let go and be fine? Depression too. Unforgiveness. Some of you, you don't need to forgive anybody. You need to forgive yourself. You are angry with yourself why did you allow that man to play with you you are angry with yourself you allowed that woman to mess up your life you are angry with yourself about one mistake that you made you are angry with yourself about one thing you should have done yet that you didn't do you are living in regrets you listen you're going to put yourself in terrible sickness you're going to chain yourself in stagnation so if you are angry with your mother So if you are angry with your father, he didn't take care of you when they gave birth to you. He abandoned your mother. So if you are angry with your husband, so if you, listen, whatever, whoever and whatever it is that keeps you in unforgiveness does not matter more. The problem is that you're going to create something, a problem for yourself that you will not be able to solve. And on the other hand, you will discover that even what you are looking for, you won't get it. Number two thing forgiveness does to you is that it keeps you in bondage. You are in prison. Unforgiveness rather. Unforgiveness keeps you in prison, spiritually. The person you are angry with have moved on living their own life. And you are the one there, locked up and trapped up in one container. In pain. Unforgiveness keeps you in pain. Whenever you remember that thing, you are pained. Unforgiveness can keep you in fear and panic lot of ladies now can't fall in love again because of what somebody, a guy did to them years ago. So when any new guy comes, there's a panic, there's a fear. When any new guy comes, they are in panic, they are in fear. Like, ah, ah, I don't want this thing to uh, This guy will do the same thing. And so now they are not married. I was talking to somebody. Are you dating? Say said, no, how old are you? She was almost 40 or more than 40. Why? Say ah, no, 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 no. Look at what that guy did i said are you, you are getting old she was quiet for for 15 years now you refuse to date again because of what one guy did did he collect your liver no did he collect your kidney no did he collect your heart no you didn't say pastor you don't know what he did i loved him we were, we were close to marriage i was everything to him he bro- i understand madam okay maybe i don't understand well, right now, who is the as the guy got married? Yes. Are you married? I'm not in the mood. Okay, so who is suffering it now? I, I got I had to talk, 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 and we prayed, and that was when she busted into tears. Said, I, I didn't know I've been doing this to myself. I didn't know I've been doing this to myself. And we prayed, and that was how she got free. So you imprison yourself. I don't know where you are under the sound of my voice this morning. But there might be people you will need to let go now. And for some of you, it might not be easy. Everybody is different. Everybody, we all process things differently. For some, they just let somebody like me. If, as you are offending me, I'm throwing it away. Bye-bye. You're on your own. Carry your problem and go. I've made up my mind. I will never let anybody get to my heart. It's, it's, it's a covenant I made for myself. I will, no matter who you are, I don't care. You are my boss. You are my equal. You are my junior. I'm, I don't care. Another thing it does for you it affects your communication with God. Unforgiveness. All right. Nobody lives in the unforgiveness and hears God effectively. Nah, it doesn't work. It happened to me. I didn't hear God for almost six months because I was un- offended. Offense blocks your 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 access to the holy ghost offense blocks your access to the holy ghost and there's a, it's a set of people who easily keep on forgiving without knowing those who have hot temper some of you don't know you are still offended about somebody until something happened yeah, and that was i did that to yesterday are you still angry i'm not angry but... Charlie, calm down calm down because your temper is high, so you feel you've let, you've let go. Mm-mm. You've not let go. And this is how I am. If I just get angry, I'm angry. If I go, I go. Calm down. Calm down. It's time. Listen, if you are a Christian, you want to be a Christian, be a good Christian. Okay? Those things you used to do before you got born again, start changing it. If it is not changing, then your the Christianity is not working. You used to be angry before you got born again. By now, that anger should be dying down. Oh, they have taught you that there are people who are melancholic, people who are calling, calling, some people who are calling, calling. Charlie, forget all those grammar, forget all those grammar. It doesn't work. You, are, you need help. You need help. You need help. Oh, be my star sign, is Scorpio, is a, zo- a zodiac, is this thing. If you like, become to Forget all those things. Spirituality, spirituality. The Bible stands sure more than star sign. Oh, people with the we don't easily forgive. We do this thing. Stop all those nonsense. Focus on God's word. Oh, people who are a Zodiac, they love more. They, they stop all whatever. Stop it. Focus on the word of God. That is the true you. That is the true you. Not one sign that somebody. Anything that is not in the Bible should not be your decision to life. Is it good to know them? Fine, it's good to know them for knowledge. Should that be how you live your life? No. Live your life based on the word. I see some pastors who take all those things and try to use it to teach. Oh, you see some people are, Charlie, if you do that thing, you'll mess up your life. Bro. God's word must be on top of every other thing that you choose to be. God's word must be on top every other thing that you choose that you want. Please, don't imprison yourself. Don't trap yourself. Stop hindering your answers. Stop hindering your miracle. Let's go. How do you know? How do you know that you've not forgived? How you react when you remember that issue? How do you know you have not forgiven completely? How you react when you see that person? The kind of pain that pops up in you. Some of you know, there are things you remember now, now. Without anybody flogging you, start crying. Now, it won't take you two minutes. I understand sometimes it's painful. Imagine living with a man for 30 years, 40 years, and this man just leaves you and go and move on with another lady. Even if he doesn't move on, just choose to move on on his own. And you get broken. Imagine dating a guy for 10 years, which is very wrong. Very wrong, first of all. But let's just forget the wrong partner. Dating a guy for 10 years and it's time for marriage. This guy leaves you, get married to somebody else. Even making it worse, it was your friend he you got married to. How do you test such person to forgive? Imagine discovering that the person that made you lose your job was somebody you made them hire two months ago. Your friend that you brought into the company was the one that made them l- release you. How do you tell such person to forgive? But listen, you must see beyond these things and ask yourself, do I choose to obey God's word or I choose to obey my feelings? Am I saying be stupid? No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be stupid. Be smart. Be wise. Work on your life. Be ahead of time. But at the end of the day, understand that God's word supersedes every other thing in your life. Supersedes every other thing in your life. So make up your mind to allow God to work on you. And listen, I made a post on Facebook. Sometimes when God wants to work on your character, your pride your anger, yes, you have it. If God wants to work on your pride, your anger, want to deal with your character, he will start telling you to do the things you naturally don't want to do. Let me give an example. For somebody who has ego, you have pride. The people you look down on, God can cause something that will put you under that person for a season, Not because just to tame your pride, let me give you one example from me. I, I didn't know I had pride. You can be proud and you don't know. I didn't know I was proud about a particular issue. I was a choir leader. I didn't know I have allowed power to get into my head that I've created more enemies than friends. I don't know how my pastor perceived it. I now removed me. He would have made my assistant the choir leader. That would have been fine. There won't be a problem. But he took somebody who, when he joined the church, he couldn't even sing A for Apple. I taught him. I was still teaching him at that moment. He can't sing without support. They have to be support. And carried him, made him the choir leader. And I said, okay, they should give me another department. Let me know I've left. He said, there's no department for me. I have to be in the choir. Charlie, I cried the whole night. Like, how dare you? You meet this guy. This nobody from nowhere. What? God forbid. I can't. So I will come to Riazza, Not that I will just come late. I will just walk in doing Riazza. My attitude showed clearly that, man, this guy is not happy. Walk into Riazza just like that, just come and do this and do that, and the whole lot, and all, all kind of attitude. If you've been around what I'm saying, you will know that it's painful. You understand what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, let me tell you what happened to me. What happened to me was that it took me time. It took me time. But suddenly, I began to adjust when I saw that there was no way out. And funny enough, this guy now who used to call me, sir, was now raising his shoulder. When he come, he tell me, "Stand up there. Come and do this thing. Stand up." I'm like, what are you saying? He said, "Would you obey your leader?" Ah, since when? Like, do you know I was the one that brought you? So I go and report you to pastor. Ah. And I didn't want anybody to report me, so I have to obey. And that was how my ego. That was how my ego was being pushed. I thought they were being, I, I was angry with everybody. But by the time God was done dealing with that issue, I now realized that, ah, it was not about the choir. It was not about the guy. It was not about my pastor. God wanted to help me. See, surgery, the no matter the... Ingestion they give or whatsoever. Surgery comes with a
0: cut off and a flow of blood. Surgery comes with a cutting
1: of... Surgery comes with a blood flowing. And I don't know. I've never had one. I'm not interested to have one. But I think... In the process of after the surgery with all the injection and all of that, I'm sure there's still a little pain. Some have much pain of any kind of surgery, right? I think there should be. There is pain. Okay. So, spiritual surgery also comes with pain. Oh, yes. Spiritual surgery also comes with pain. So that was my own pain for God performing the surgical operation to remove pride from me. That was my own surgical operation. Sometimes some people fall from their high houses, not because they would have fallen, but it has to be a school for them to learn. Another thing God did to me was when I get people who offend me, they offend me, not me. I'm so I'm so right, you know. And I choose to stay on my own. Said, oh, This guy has done enough. God said, go and greet this person. I'm like, God, what what, is, what what? are you saying? Go and greet this person. Some will offend me. God will tell me, send money to them. That was how, one of the ways I learned forgiveness. Anytime I had issues with people, particularly those who are ahead of me, God will say, give gifts. Go and send the gift to them. Buy this, give them. But I'm like, for what? This person is wrong. Look, he should be the one coming to beg me with gifts. God says, go and do it. I will go there in anger. I remember having a problem with one of my mentors. We had some business and he did something I didn't like and some lies and all of that. And I lost over, I lost a million nera, over 10,000 Ghana cities. I was in pain when I, I was hurt. I sent him a message. I, I, I was so mad sent him a message and said a whole lot of things and it was not insulting but I was just like threatening this is what I would do this is what I would do and when I finished sat down, I almost died I said this is the same person who has once prayed for me you see it was my first eh? it's my first the kind of heart we have we think we are fine Oh, the person was wrong now. You do it. There are things you don't do to people. When you, are, when you are in bad days, please try and remember the good days. No matter how it looks like. When you are in bad days, do all you can to remember the good days. That does not mean you should take nonsense. That doesn't understand what I'm saying. But particularly those who have who have made a lot of impact in your life, please don't just jump on their wrongs. Don't just jump on their downfall. Don't just jump on. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I sat down. I cried. I said, God, I begged this person to be a mentor. I begged. I, I was begging for months. What am I saying? For more than one year to make the person a mentor. Now, the person wasn't just a mentor. became somebody I had direct access to. And all that are looking for. They are not finding it. So he did something wrong because of money. That day, God taught me another thing. He says, You value money more than a relationship. That what that money is huge. It's huge. But God made me understand. Say you value money more than a relationship. And be careful of anybody who values money more than anybody whose highest esteem is money run. They can sell you, they can kill you, they can do anything. I'm telling you, anybody whose highest value is not friendship but money. Don't be a friend to that person. The person has nothing to lose. He has nothing to lose. And I called. I called and I, 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 booked, I booked an appointment. Said, I would like to talk to you. Give me when. Because the issue was not still done. My money was still hanging and all of that. And so I said, let me call. And he said, okay, call at this time. I said, make sure your wife is there. He said, okay. And he called. I went down on my knees in my room. And I said, I'm on my knees. I said, I'm sorry. He was, he was paining me. I was angry saying sorry, because if I explain what happened, some of you are like, ah, no, pastor, apologizing, apologize. You went too far. Why should you apologize? I said, I'm sorry. I just realized that I value, listen, that are words that must, if you actually want to get forgiveness to yourself first, that are words that must leave your mouth you know some of you are too arrogant now you have never told anybody i am sorry no sorry that's what you say sorry and i am sorry is not the same therefore let me put it this way sorry i am sorry please i am sorry forgive me there are three different things oh yes you want to break that arrogance and pride don't stay at sorry sometimes you need to go out of i am sorry and go on please I am sorry. Forgive me. Listen, you are helping you. So people who are around me today will say to me, how do you do this thing? There are things you are saying. No, me, I can't do. Me, I can't do this thing. So you you are the one killing yourself without knowing. A day will come. These things you are jumping above now. A day will come. You will need it. You see these people you are not forgiving. These people you are not learning to accommodate. A day will come. God will put you in a position where you will need to go through this kind of people. So now it will become a difficult task for you because you didn't do it yesterday. There's nobody I can live with. There's nobody I can stay around. So we've got to understand these things. If God wants to perform a surgery in your heart, there's a pain you have to go through. There's a pain you have to go through. It could be anger, it could be malice. Beyond forgiveness, sometimes it will be something that looked like shame. Sometimes it will be something that looked like shame. You were disgraced. You is to test. Is to test. It is to, to test you. Listen, listen. Tomorrow you might be bigger than that person that did it to you. The person might be an um, an authority over you now. The person might be an elder over you now. But tomorrow, it could be God have a plan to take you to a higher seat. So he's allowing you to go through this person's shame and disgrace so that tomorrow, when I put you here, you will not behave the same way. The choir leader who did that thing to me, till now, calls me sir. By the mercies of God, God has put me in the place where I'm still ahead of him. Despite all the oppression, till this, still calls me sir. So understand how these things work. The thing God is after is your heart. That is what God is after. Your heart. Your heart. So if you want to receive miracles, please, please, please live in forgiveness. Some of you need to sit down, write paper, make the list of those you need to forgive. Pray about it. Go down to prayer. If you have to cry, cry. Cry about it. Father, I forgive, mention their name. I forgive John. I forgive Mary. I forgive Paul. Mention their names and let go. Alright? If you do the miracle, don't delay forgiveness. You can't receive miracle with bitterness in your heart. It won't work. 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 Number four. Number four. If you want to receive miracles, you must listen to the Holy Spirit. All right? Sharpen your spiritual senses. Be quick to hear God. Be quick to hear what God is saying. Is that okay? Be quick to hear what God is saying. There's nothing I love more like those who have discerning spirits. There's nothing I love more. I I hate being stressed. When it comes to what the work of ministry, because we have too many um, lies, we have too many manipulations. So, I don't want to be in the same room. I don't want to, I don't want, some of you have met too many wrong people. I don't want you to put me in the same room in your heart like them. So, when I hear something, this is what I heard you go and pray. I could have enforced it. This is what I heard God said, Go and pray. I'll leave you. So if you choose to obey, choose to this. you on your own. Listen, you want to work with God around... Let, let me be direct. You want to work with God around somebody like me and get the best of results. Please have a large heart. All right? Have a large heart. Because you can... God can tell me, okay, tell this one to pray for seven days. Oh, I have also a pastor. Out of pity. Okay. Uh, do three days now, but that was not what God said. That wasn't what God said. Okay, you should do thirty-one days vigil. And I, oh, hey, Pastor, I, I can't sleep. I've been having this. Okay, i uh, just do do fourteen days. I've limited what God said, and by that, I've diluted the. Listen, half obedience is not obedience. I've diluted what God would want me to to. Give you. God can say, Tell this person to give one CD. I say, Give what is in your heart. Your heart might not be what God is saying. All right? So if you are not discerning, if you are not discerning, at the end of the day, you will end up doing the thing, maybe the prayer, the giving, the fasting. At the end of the day, it didn't work. So you say, I've been giving, I've been giving, I've been giving, I've been praying, praying. They didn't work. But what you did was what is in your heart, not what God said. And your heart was not in sync with what God is saying. So at the end of the day, it is missing. And a lot of us are very good in calculating God. Very, you are an expert in calculating God. Very good. If I pray this week, if I do all the fasting, this week, which one will I do next month? How can you tell me to do 21 days first? I will do three days this week. I will do three days next week. I will do three days. Instead of doing this stretch. Okay, I will do the vigil. I can not be awake for 31 days? Now, how will I go to work? Okay, I will do the vigil. I will do three days first. To be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that I can sleep weekend. Then I will do another three days again. Then after that, what you don't know, you are now reducing the quality of what God would have done in your life. Oh, instead of me to now give ten thousand, okay, I will give two thousand this this month. I will give another two thousand next two months. I will now at the end you are reducing the quality of what God will do for you. All right, so you've got to have a large heart. You've got a large a large heart. Some people now, so I am talking now, they will forgive some today. They will not forgive some. I so said, talk here now. Some people will put a record and i say, I'll forgive only two people. I'll leave this other to the uh, what they did to me. No, no, no. no, It's too much. I won't forgive these two. I will pay back. You are, you are doing it yourself. Have a large heart. Pude yourself to a point that, listen, don't tell me this how you were born. You can change. I hate There's nothing I hate like this how I was born. I hate that statement. You learn and unlearn. There's nobody that was born anyway. Apart from a physique that has to do with your body and all. Even people are now doing sort to change their sculpture. Are tell you telling me you are born with a character? No. You were trained up with a character. You picked it up from your mother, from your father, from your friend, somebody. You picked it up. If I'm to live how I was born, I'm not sure I'll be a pastor. I won't be a blessing to those have been a blessing. To. Look, I hate to talk. I don't like it. I can sit down for hours. One word has not come out of my mouth. I like to be alone. I don't like to be around people. I, don't, I can't stand and look at people on their face. When I'm look, talking to you, I'm looking at the ground. So, what you are calling this how you were born, some is a, a demon that is manipulating that character. Psalm is an upbringing. So if you allow the Holy Spirit, if you allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate your life, penetrate your heart, and perform surgeries on you, certain things will die off. When I posted my first flyer on Facebook that I was now pastoring, it was a lady from Nigeria that commented Say, hey, you'll be pastor now. How? I had to like, send me in, but what do you say? What is it? You say, you that does not talk. How do you want to be a pastor? You see the way somebody will be calm and you want to come and cheer the person up, you'll come and talk and crack jokes. That's how they used to force me to cheer me up. We'll all be one, I'll be the one to stay one. I didn't know how to relate to make friends. It's not my thing they will come and all that just to bring place I'm still trying to be dull. I try to fit it. It's not working. I feel that's how I am. So let me just, until I realized that it was just something I picked up somewhere. And it was years later, I realized that how did it start? People were mocking at me. Whenever I talk or laugh, they would start laughing at me. Ah, oh, your teeth is too big. Your teeth is too big. So I started feeling ashamed. So I decided, okay, if that is now the problem, let me stay aside and you know, some people who grew with this double teeth in their mouth. I had that. Some who grew up with double teeth in one part. I had that almost three places or four of it. My parents didn't even know that it could be removed. Some fell off on their own. Some I had injury and it fell off. And the other one, I had to go to the hospital for them to take it out. So whenever I like ah, look at the mouth. Hey, look at it. Hey, what kind of teeth is this? So I was always ashamed. So for somebody here, it could be there's something that has made you the way you are. It could be something from yourself, something from somebody or whatsoever, and you now assume, oh, this, how, no, that's not how you are. That's how something or someone has shaped you to become. Some of you that the anger and the bitterness in you is the person you grew up with. You grew up with your auntie, you grew up with your stepmother, you grew up with your grandmother that always treated you in a, a, a way of hatred. Treated you with anger not kind of hated you. So you grew up responding to what she had done to you. And this is what a lot of you miss. You were not the problem. Huh? The problem was that person. But you now, because you stay with the person, you have now become an, an inheritor of a bad character. Some were just angry that their husband left them. And that was the person your mother gave carried you and gave to. So the anger that the mother, the husband left, he poured the anger on you. So you now grew up trying to be defensive. So now you are always aggressive. Some of you, the first person you dated was somebody who was abusive. So now either you are now you are now in love with abusive people, or you feel every man will be abusive. So when a man comes, you are on the defensive side in a hurry. When a man comes, you are defending. When a man comes, And the men are confused, like, what is wrong with this girl? Why is she always like this and all that? Every little thing, she's suspicious. It is not you. It is people you allow to get to you. So you've got to start healing yourself now, else you will lose more than what you've already lost. You will lose more. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you. How do you do that? Every day go down, ask Holy Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I want, to, I want to take this thing off. Take it out of me. This anger, this unforgiving, this fear. Holy Spirit, take it off. Whenever you come to things that make that fear come and the fear comes again, go back again to on your knees. You don't need to pray plenty, prayer. If, if you can speak in tongues, be straight with your words, Holy Spirit. Take away this pride. Take away this pride. As you leave your house in the morning, Holy Spirit, I'm going out. Please, help me. Help me. Monitor my pride. Help me not to be proud. And trust me, the Holy Ghost knows how to do this thing very well. He will bring you around what we test your pride. He will bring you about around what we test your pride. You now get to work. The first person that we are ad- we address you, if fact, the security man who used to respect you, that money will just disrespect you. Why? You are talking to, you are talking to the HR of this company. Say, my friend, get out. And this guy was not arrogant before. Well, most of us, we are not quick to see that the prayer you prayed, God was about answering your prayer. He was testing you to see if you are ready for what we are about to do. And you just shout, shout, to get angry. And later you say, no, this is not my kind of thing. Nah, people don't change. I can't change. Oh, this thing I must do. You are killing yourself. Please, let us get, this thing is a simple thing. All right? I want us to get it down to the simple stage so that everybody can help themselves. Go down on your knees. Holy Spirit, help me. Take away this unforgiveness. Take away. A lot of you listening to me, you've lost valuable people. Yeah, they did wrong. There's no perfect person are you are aware. There's no perfect person, including you. The day you become perfect, God will take you. That's the law. This earth is for imperfect people. The day you become perfect, what you see as perfect is that you don't do what this person does. This person lied. You don't lie. So you feel you are perfect. You didn't commit adultery. This one committed adultery. So you feel you are perfect. You didn't get angry. That one got angry. So you feel you are... There is no perfect person anywhere. There's none. We are all a work in progress. Don't accommodate wickedness. Imperfection and wickedness is not the same thing. When somebody now continues deliberately using their imperfection to spit on your face, that is called wickedness. So the right thing you do... Don't still say, okay, I now have a cause, It's just cause to be offended. No, what you do is shift them. Bible said if your left hand will make you to go to hell, cut it off. That scripture is not saying you should become an amputee. No, what it's saying is that remove the people that would now make you do the things you shouldn't do. Shift them away from your life. You know your weakness is anger. Once there are things around you that will stir, stir it up. Don't say, uh-huh. see, you are testing me on, you are testing me Oh, I will get angry now. I will get... What kind of foolishness is that? Stand up and live there. Avoid that person. Whatever your weakness is, there is somebody that stirs it up. You know them. There is somebody that has a key to all Lewis trigger three Some of you is gossip. Even after I talk, now you say, I won't gossip again. There's one friend, there's one There's one friend. It could be your mother, it could be your daughter, it could be your friend. Both of which you either come to a consensus that, hey, we're not doing this thing again, it's wrong. Or start distancing yourself from that person. Oh, how are you doing? Say, I'm busy. I will talk later. End the call. i have been calling you, avoiding me. Say, look at what I'm avoiding you. This is, if you want to help yourself, you have to be blunt sometimes. Look at why I'm avoiding you. I don't want to gossip anymore. Because if you keep trying to dodge around it, Around this. The person will not know why. Either the person will not start getting angry that there's something about you are, you, are, you are up to or whatever. I'm sure you're getting what I'm saying. Be plain. Listen, this thing is wrong. I just learned this wrong. I just learned it in church. I just saw it in the Bible. It's not a good thing. So please, I don't want to do this again. That is where it starts from. But just trying to dodge the people going around, round, round, round. you're going to enter into a problem. Alright? But in all Learn to cut people some slack. Learn to be patient with people. Learn it, please. Learn to be patient with people. The Peter that denied you today might become the one that we need to carry on the gospel tomorrow. In learning to do that, don't create a room for you to be denied 10 times. You might not survive it. You are not Jesus. All right? You are not Jesus. Jesus was only three times. Don't let your own past three. Uh, don't let your own past three. If you shouldn't even get to three, cry. Say if you are eating with the devil, buy a long spoon. So you discover that this person, this person is good. This person has a a, a benefit and impact in your life. But look at what this person is bringing. Look at this. Look at this. What do you do? Create a way to still relate with the person to get the, your required benefit. But look for a means to cut the person far. These two things you have to learn to do it you have to learn to do it. You can still get what you want and let the person still be far. If you used to see the person every day, cut it down to once a week or once a month. Oh, these days there you don't come around again. Oh, it's because of something. Look for a way to cut the person and look for a way to be able to get what you are looking for. All right? Sharpen your listening skill if you want to enjoy miracles. Sharpen open let you you must learn to hear God that's number 4 Bible said Romans chapter 8 verse 14 for those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God or the children of God those who are led by the spirit God wants you to receive miracle and he has to come with special instructions for you do you hear God can you hear God I think Next week, I'm going to deal in hearing, hearing the voice of God next week. So that you will not have an excuse that I can't hear God, I don't know how to hear God. I'm going to deal with that issue. Either within this week of fasting or next week, I will deal with that teaching properly. How to hear the voice of God. So the miracle you are looking for now could be, hey, go to your village. It could be um, call your brother. It could be do this. It could be do that. It could be do this. It could be do this. So you must learn how the prompting of the Spirit All the testimonies we have, we record testimonies back to back. One of the strengths is the voice of God. When somebody's in crisis, first thing I ask God, what is going on? When I get the answer, Father, what do we do? I know prayer is a general thing, but sometimes prayer does not give you everything. Please be wise. There are people that they must fast. There are some demonic activity you are going through. Laying of hands on you will not change it. Prophecy will not change it. Let me tell you, Prophecy is just an information. Okay? Now I come and say, Benedicta, you are a gay. Maybe her picture is not there or her name is not showing. Um, your name is Benedicta, you are a gay. You come from this place. That's just an information. Prophecy is God giving you insight to an information. All right? That does not cause miracle what causes miracle now is that the person who give the prophecy should have the anointing should have the authority to now tell you okay i saw that you need money okay now i speak money so the person have to have the authority the power the ability to now enforce what you are looking for or there will be an instruction all right i said that you need money go and start selling rice that is what i see God say you should do so an instruction of comfort are you getting it? Prophecy is not what brings miracle. Prophecy is just an information, the mind of God concerning a matter or seeing things that are beyond the natural. So that's why you must not build on prophecy first. Build on principles. Build on principles. Listen. You can get a prophecy that this is the person you should get married to, and you enter the marriage. The person will be beating you. Okay, the person will be beating you inside the marriage. I, I thought they said. I thought God said. you An information came out. This guy is good. He has a good job. He had this. He had that. He had that. The prophet might not see everything. The person might not even have that that attribute at that time. But there are other signs, other signs and symbols. So you now carry prophecy and you ignore all the red flags. You ignore the abuse abuses. You ignore all the stinginess. You a man that is stingy, a man that is you dated a man for one year. He has never bought you biscuit. And you now enter. Charlie, run. It's a sign. It's a sign. Something is already wrong. Love is shown in giving. I don't care to know hey eh, pastor what if i the guy is not working and the only guy that can ask that question is a guy that is stingy is the one that can ask that question you are not working don't you wear clothes don't you buy shoe don't you eat you're not working you can buy you can buy something small very small you can listen giving is not about what you have giving is about your heart giving is not about what you have Giving is about your heart People who have given me more are not the richest people that I know. They are people who have a large heart. I tell you the truth. The people I know who have blessed me more financially, they are not the richest. All I see is people that have a large heart. So you must open your ears to hear instructions. You must open your ears to hear instructions. I want us to pray. I will continue this teaching probably some other time. I want us to pray right now. What is the prayer? I don't know where you are under the sound of my voice. And there is somebody you need to let go. There is somebody you need to forgive. I want you to put your hand on your chest right now and ask God, the Father, help me to let go. Help me to forgive. Mention their names. You are listening to me. You have no one to forgive. Glory to God for your life. That doesn't make you better because tomorrow is pregnant. I want you to also put your hand on your chest and tell God, Father, give me the grace to let go. Give me the grace not to be bitter. I receive the grace not to hold people to my heart. Go ahead and pray, everyone, right now. Go ahead and pray. You have one minute to pray that prayer. I receive the grace, Lord. Lord, change my heart. Lord, perform a surgery in my heart to oh God. Take away unforgiveness. Take away bitterness. Take away unforgiveness, Lord. Take away bitterness, Lord. <speaking in Hebrew> As you pray that prayer, tell God also, Lord, perform his surgery in my heart. Take pride away from me. Take pride away from me. Take arrogance away from me. Lord, take pride. Lord, perform his surgery in this heart. Take away pride take away my ego, take away my arrogance, help me to be humble. He said, God resists the proud man and gives grace to the humble. Lord, help me, Lord, help me, help me, help me. Take it away. That thing that makes me to look down on people, take it away, Lord. Whatever that does not look like you, that is in my life, Lord, take it away. Take it away. Go ahead and pray. Take it away. Take it away, my father. Thank, you, father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you with your hand on your chest this morning. I ask that the Lord help you to forgive whoever that you need to let go this morning receive the grace to let go completely. Receive the grace for forgiveness. I decree that the seed of bitterness be uprooted from your heart now. Let the seed of bitterness be removed from your heart. In the name of Jesus, the seed of anger, the seed of pride, let it die. The Lord perform a a surgery in your heart today. Be free. Be free from that demonic character. Be free. Every kind of addiction, be free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're taking one last prayer. I don't know what is that miracle. that I'm not done with this teaching, so I just give us half. All right? I'm going to get back to complete it so that um, maybe tonight, I don't know, maybe this evening or within the week, so that we're able to get what God would want us to get. Everyone needs a miracle, but you must know how to make miracles possible. If you came late, I would admonish you to get back and listen to this teaching from the beginning the starting point is very important for you to take note of if actually you want a miracle in your life i don't know what is that thing that would be a miracle to you father go ahead right now and ask god father do this for me lord do this as you ask him ask him lord what do i do what is there anything you would want me to go ahead and pray is it that job is it that baby is it that visa Is it that favor? Is it that promotion? Is it that, what is that thing? What is that thing? It could be a prophecy that you had received and you are waiting for the manifestation. Lord, what do I do, Lord? Lord, I want to get married this year. What do I do? I want a promotion this year. What do I do? I want an open door. What do I do? What do I do? God can just say, go and dance. God can just say, go and sleep. What do I do, Lord? What do I do? Father, I want a miracle, Lord. Go ahead and pray for that miracle. Lord, I pray for financial miracle upon everyone connected. I pray for miracle of a good marriage, restored home. I pray for miracles of healing. I pray for miracles of open door, of favor, of help. I pray for a miracle of international doors, of visas. I pray for miracles of help, Lord. Lord, let jobs be made available. Let help come. Let increase come. Let promotion come. Let favor come. Lord, do a miracle, Lord. Lord, do a miracle, Lord. Lord, do a miracle. Lord, do a miracle. Lord, do a miracle. Shalagatavasa. Kelebrako lamante. Oh, God, do a miracle. Lord, do a miracle in the life of that sister. In the life of that brother, that situation that would have brought shame to you, ah, take her, ah. Lord, let there be a miracle. There will be no shame. There will be no shame. You will not be disappointed. You will not be put to shame. That prophecy over your life, it will not hang on anymore. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. Lord, do a mighty miracle, Lord. Do a mighty miracle, Lord. Do a mighty miracle, Lord. Do a mighty miracle. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your wisdom by scriptures. Thank you, Lord, for I know that you've done something great in someone's life this morning. Father, let it manifest. Let them begin to behold the evidence of what you have done in the name of Jesus. Lord, let that door open. Let our heaven open. Let our good news come. Let our testimony come. That at the end, we will return singing praises to you when you will learn. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. All right. God bless you for coming on. Thank you for your time. We're going to end it here. See you online tonight by 6 p.m. If you have any questions, Drop it on the platform. I'll be glad to respond to it just before the end of the day. Don't forget my assignment. I gave you an assignment on Sotai. Listen to the video I posted by the prophet and get the teaching on the platform I did. Particularly if you are a single person, even if you are married, do the assignment. I've only seen two persons submit the assignment from group one. Submit it. Today is the deadline. Today is the deadline. So I want an admin to quote the assignment so that those that didn't see will not say I didn't see it. Submit it today, between now to 5 p.m. God bless you. My name is Pastor Nobeth Freeman. I know I love you. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Have a good day and bye-bye. Make sure you go to church. Go to church. Don't sit at home. Except you are at work or whatever better reason. Go to church.